So I was at RSA. I was trying to keep an eye out for those looking to get into the field. RSA is not usually the place for that, but I saw the Networks tournament and figured that might be a good place to start. As I was walking towards that area, I saw someone who had College Day on his badge. Intrigued, I asked this person about College Day and he told me all about it. So I sat down with him for an impromptu interview on the topic. And here it is. Hi, I'm here with David Zajic, a professor at Chico State. Mm-hmm. And he's here on College Day. Hi, David. How are you? I'm doing fine. Great. Yes. So tell us about College Day. It's the first time I'm hearing about this. Yeah. So it's a great thing that RSA has been offering for, I believe, three years now, where they allow college students to come to RSA for free. So they open up the last couple years. They've opened up two days, so Thursday and Friday. And they offer, actually, in just a little bit, a special event for college students where they get to come in and meet prospective employers. So there's about, oh, about wow. 10 or 12 different uh, booths there. Usually Walmart's one of them and then a couple of the aeronautical companies. So yeah, it's a great event for students to first come learn more about security so mm-hmm. they can come and meet the vendors on the floor. Mm-hmm. And it's open to go to any of the talks. And then in the evening, they can actually meet one-on-one with the uh, prospective employees. So okay. great idea. And is there a limit on the number of students that can go? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And so you just got together with your students and drove down. I did. I rented a big 12-passenger van. Nice. Put them all in there. Okay. called it the clown car because it's not a little tight. (laughs) And we took the three-and-a-half-hour drive into San Francisco. Tonight, we're going to stay at an Airbnb about 20 minutes away. And then we're going to come back again tomorrow for kind of the the closing part of RSA. So I think they have a few more talks. And then, of course, they have the big draw, the Penn & Teller keynote at the end. Okay. And so it's free for the last two days, right? It is free for just the two days. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. And is there anything that you or your students have learned this time here, during your time here so far? I think the students learn that there's quite a bit to information security. So going into some of the, you know, the vendor floor and seeing several hundred booths tells them that it's, you know, quite a big field. And then just walking around and looking at what all the different companies do, they can kind of see that there's a variety of employment opportunities. That's kind of what I want to do is let them see, yeah, there's plenty of things that could get hired into and then, uh, let's see, talks today. Yeah, we went to a couple interesting ones. I know some of my students went to hacking driverless cars, so that always gets their attention. Right. Hacking anything actually gets their yeah. attention. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. specifically, driverless cars was pretty cool. Yeah, so mostly floor and a couple talks so far today and hopefully a few more tomorrow. Okay, and how long have you been teaching cybersecurity? I started teaching cybersecurity in 2003. Okay. So a good amount of time. Okay, and then how did you get into, or what were you teaching before that, or like what was your... So I got into teaching cybersecurity as a master's student. So I was a master's student at Chico State, Mm -hmm. and I had technical experience because I'd actually worked at Oracle for a few years in their education department, so I also had teaching experience. Oh, interesting. And I did have interest in security, and computer science department needed someone to teach security classes, so I volunteered. So I knew I wanted to teach at that level as a master's student, and then that's how I got into the fields. Yeah. (laughs) And then from there, I actually, after my master's, went and worked on campus in the computer security department. Oh, wow. So I worked full-time there for three years, and I'm actually still doing, like, part-time work for them (laughs) and the professor 
And at the same time, right now, I'm actually working on my uh, dissertation. Oh, okay. So I've got a few things going on. Cool. I should not be at RSA right now. I should be <laughs> at home working on my dissertation. But I need a break every now and then. We won't tell anybody except the people that are going to okay. be listening to this. <laughs> okay. Just not my advisor. Right. <laughs> so you get to stay hands-on in your field still anyway. I mean, as yeah. a teacher, you do. But like, you're actually in the weeds defending... I guess, or working on security at your... At the school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's main focus of my class, actually, is I do what's called a flipped classroom. Oh, okay. So what I do is I have the students watch my recorded lecture at home. Mm -hmm. And then when they come into class, it's kind of the homework part. So that's where we do all the labs. Nice. So we do a lot of Cali work. So I have a virtual system set up. Mm -hmm. And on that, they log into my virtual system over a web browser. And once they're on there, it's an ESXi server they are onto their own Kali instance. Mm -hmm. On that, they're connected to a virtual network. Okay. And on that virtual network, I have several different servers that they can attack. And I gotcha. actually encourage them. I'm like, here's your tools. Yeah. Have at it. Here's a place where if you do damage their virtual machines, I can just snap them back and you're not going to get in any trouble because yep. I'm encouraging you right. to break things. And you're there to guide them. I think that's a really and I'm there good to approach, guide them. actually. Exactly. Yeah. A good yeah. use of their time and your time as well. Exactly. Actually. So yeah, and obviously things come up. They break things, and yeah. I have to be there to, to fix them. Right. So, yeah, that's how my whole approach to teaching in cybersecurity is the hands-on approach. Just nice. to, I think it's, they enjoy it because it's fun. It's them not just sitting there listening to me talk. Yeah. <laughs> and they like, you know, learning about the tools. You know, a lot of them heard about hacking, but they didn't really know what that actually looked like. So I think they appreciate getting the hands-on time. What about, like, the security operations and the defender side of things? Is that covered in your classes? Yeah, that's how I have to position the whole class. Okay. <laughs> I call it ethical hacking. So whenever I introduce any subject, I tell them, here's the tool that an attacker would use. And this is a reason, you know, good reason to patch. Yeah. So I show them something like a tool like Armitage, which is basically a point and click hacking tool. Right. And I show them it's available for anyone to use. And it's very easy to use. So if you do have your own server and, you know, if you are on the other side of things, which you should be, <laughs> then you can see how important it is to patch. Yeah. Because the tools are out there for anyone to get to and it's super easy to leverage any known vulnerability to get in. So, yeah, I teach them the defensive side at the same time as teaching the offensive side. Nice. Yeah. And what are some challenges your students are facing in trying to get like jobs out there? It's tough to get jobs. My students are computer science students, and they take my class usually junior, senior year. Okay. So it's more of like a here is security, but you're trained to be a software engineer. So my personal goal is to convert them and say, hey, yeah, you can still be a software engineer, but you can also do that in the security industry. So yeah, it's hard to find those connections. What I've been doing is, obviously, if I have a student that graduates and gets a job in security, I try to, you know, maintain that connection. Yeah. So they're the ones that can come back and actually then talk to current students and get, you know, the foot in the door for their students. And actually, I have one student is here right now that graduated, and now he's working at Lawrence Livermore in their security department. And he's here with us talking to the students, talking about jobs at his place. So. Oh. That's how I found to get jobs. It's kind of hard if you don't know anybody in that particular industry. And also, that's not their 100% focus. They're not going to college to get a computer security certificate or degree. It's computer science with some computer security, just kind of as a, you know, 
here it is. You should know a little bit about this. Mm -hmm. So, and just to talk about my students, they've been very successful in terms of competitions. So have you heard of uh, NCL, the National Cyber League competition? Yeah, but go ahead and explain it for my audience. Okay, yeah, sure. So it's offered in spring and fall, and it is an online competition where you're getting points for solving particular challenges. And those challenges can range from, you know, looking at network traffic to web application vulnerabilities, breaking into a web app. And every time you succeed at one of these tasks, you get points. It's grown over the last couple of years to have over 5,000 participants each, like I said, spring and fall. And just to brag a little, I did last year have one student come in first place nice. nationwide. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. And then I also had a team that same year. Believe it or not, that student was on the team. Uh-huh. Also came in first place nationwide. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. That's Thank awesome. you. And then awesome. we've also had, last year our team came in third place. Okay. So not so bad. Great. Out of Great. hundreds, thousands of people playing. Nice. And did they find jobs easily? You would think so. <laughs> yeah, the guy that came in first place is unfortunately not working in security, but he is working at Amazon. Okay. And I, one of the students on that team is working as a pen tester. Okay. Yeah, some of them got jobs. I wouldn't say as easily as I wanted them to, mm. but yeah, they did. Are your students aware? You know, there's a common misconception that pen testing is the only job out there. Right. Right. Yeah. Can you talk a little about that or like when your students' eyes are open to that or, you know, do uh-huh. you mention that in your classes? Yeah, I try to talk about different jobs that are there and specifically by bringing in, like I said, past students. Okay. So I do have a student that's working at a SOC, you know, Security Operations Center at uh, PG&E. So I've had her come in and talk about like what her day-to-day looks like. And it, yeah, it's definitely not pet testing. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly looking at logs right. and seeing what's going on, seeing if employees are, you know, using their devices properly. Right. Yep. <laughs> so yep. a lot of that is kind of policing yeah. instead of the more glamorous breaking into things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's definitely one piece. And then, yeah, I try to bring up other aspects of security, although a lot of them do focus on pen testing. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for your time. Is there sure. any uh, parting advice you have for folks out there looking to get into the field? Yeah, I think things that you can do on your own. And I know this kind of goes, people have differing opinions on certs, but I have found that when a student actually does go and get a cert, that it does open the door, at least for them to come in and get the interview. So I can see that HR is involved (laughs) and HR kind of has their little checkboxes. So if they see, yeah, this person got this cert that's being looked for, at least they can get in and talk to the hiring manager. So I think certs are important. And I encourage my students to do the Security Plus cert, which they can just buy a book and study on their own. Um, Certified Ethical Hacker is a good one as well. And it just also shows initiative on their part. So they show that they've taken the time and energy outside of class time to learn more about the field. So that goes a long way. Cool. Well, yeah, David, thank you for your time. Sure. Yeah, look forward to talking in the future. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please leave an awesome review or pay it forward by sharing with the world. More information is at gettingintoinfosec.com where you could find my practical guide, Getting Into Infosec Swag, and my mailing list for sneak peeks. Please also thank our guests on Twitter for sharing their story. See you next time.